Pokemon Kind. Here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> yeah, it's never a good thing. Well, maybe it is. Heck, every now and then. You know, just every so often when the show begins by, I've gotten tickled at something Beaver and I were talking about just before the show begins, and I open the show with my giggle box turned over. <laughs> oh, but <clears throat> if you only knew. Welcome in on this Thursday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance Agents. Hey to everybody out there. I appreciate you tuning in however you're listening and wherever you're listening. And I hope, I hope, number one, that you're happy and healthy here on this Thursday and that you're having a good day, maybe even outdoors and enjoying some unseasonably cool and crisp weather. I mean, I know it's in the high 80s, but listen, trust me, that's unseasonably cool around here for early September, uh, much less, you know, lack of humidity. So we'll take it, won't we? So I hope you're enjoying that, but also I hope you uh, will get geared up and be a part of the show. Text me, call me, comment on the live stream, and I'll tell you how to do all of that uh, coming up. So I'm here. Beaver's here. you here. we got a reason to have a show uh, on this Thursday. There is some ground to cover. You're going to get into some live football games tonight as we, you know, it's like during football season, it feels like the weekend starts on Thursday and not actually on Friday. So you have NFL football tonight, some college ball. And I will peek ahead at the, the high school schedule. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at it previously. But obviously, we're one day closer to the weekend. And, you know, by the time we get to this point in the week, it is time to turn the page and start previewing a little bit. Yesterday, I just kind of ran down the schedules, which helps me. I, I, and I hope it helps you kind of begin on Wednesday getting familiar with who's playing who. Uh, we know who our teams are playing uh, pretty intimately, but uh, what everybody else is going to do this weekend. So we kind of went over the schedules yesterday, and maybe today – it's time to start dipping a toe into, I don't know about predictions, but at least um, previews uh, for some of those games. So all of that and more coming up. And you can be a part of the show. You can text. You can call. This is the live show, so you can call me. We get to chat it up here on the Divinity Equipment phone line. And you can also comment on the Murray West live thread if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. Hey to you. Feel free to type in a comment. Put it up there on the... Uh, Murray West live thread, and I can see it, read it, and pop it up on the screen. You can make it a part of the show that way uh, as well. All right. Hey, B. Hey, Matt White. Having a good Thursday? Yeah, it's not bad. Yep. Okay. That's good. I need to tell you, Beaver, that I, I know that you didn't feel like I was obligated to talk about this on the radio yesterday, probably, but you did send me something cool, and I failed to mention it, so I apologize for forgetting about it. What Beaver sent me was links to a company called Goose Creek Candle, goosecreekcandle.com, where you can go there and you can order candles that are scented like Little Debbie snacks. Beaver, did that come up one time before? Like you told me you had seen those? Seems like. No. No? I don't 
I don't remember seeing this. This was just yesterday. I'm scrolling through Facebook, and it's a random, a random ad, and the ad was zebra cake candles. <laughs> I'd never heard of Goose Creek though. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I mean, I'm not actively browsing lots of different candle makers and candle sellers. Okay. Uh, full disclaimer, but yeah, all right. So GooseCreekCandle.com. There's the links, and they have a, they have one that is a zebra cakes scented candle, and then here's one that is the cosmic brownies scented candle, and uh, the thing is though, Beaver, you said they don't have one that's Star Crunch. <laughs> Matt, they have everything. <laughs> But Star Crunch, let me tell you, I'm looking back on this. I mean, I meant to send you this one yesterday too, but I had, I felt like I, you know, I had already bombarded you with candle-related texts. Oh, okay. So I didn't send you didn't a third one. one. But I'm looking back at this, and they have the candle company has Swiss rolls, honey buns, okay, cosmic brownies, fudge <laughs> rounds, zebra cakes, nutty buddy strawberry shortcake and oatmeal cream pie wow okay of those that you just mentioned those types of little debbie snacks in terms of a candle that smells like it i would probably guess without smelling them i would love to do a smell test and then i could rank them but just i'm guessing that i would probably go with oatmeal cream pie number one Number two, maybe the honey bun, and maybe number three, the brownie deal. I don't think I want a candle that smells like a zebra cake. That would be my, well, Christmas tree cake, but, you know, those are actually just seasonal zebra cake. (laughs) That would be my number one, Matt. I feel like it'd just be mostly a delicious vanilla smell. You know what, Beaver? You also just named your off-topic podcast. Uh, my friend Brandon Walker, he's at Barstool Sports now, and he just started a new show called, and the title of it is Mostly Sports. That's the title of the show, Mostly Sports. I think if if you or you and someone else ever do a you know, loose sports podcast where every now and then you talk sports, but it's a lot of other stuff, I want you to name it the following, Beaver. You ready? I want you to name it this. Seasonal Zebra Cakes. That's, that's what I want you to name it. I'll go with that. Because you said Christmas, you just said Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes are basically just seasonal zebra cakes. <laughs> I love it. Mm. And I will say, a Star Crunch doesn't really have a, a smell. Okay, they're very good. And as a matter of fact, Beaver, I ate a Star Crunch about 25 minutes ago. Mm. One of the small ones. I did. And they don't really have a smell that is noticeable. Well, well we here's you. a question I was asked yesterday regarding these candles because I sent these, I sent the Christmas tree cake one to another friend of mine, and her response was to ask me, "Well, should one try to eat this candle?" <laughs> and oh, I'm, no. thi- <laughs> I'm thinking, you know what? As long as, a, as long as it's not lit, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, Chris. I don't care if it's wax or not. If it's Christmas tree no. cake related, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, but in fact, that's the answer. The fact that it's wax. That's why you shouldn't try to eat it. Okay, so we've established. Charlie eats wax. Who does? Charlie. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Pete's Wax right. eats stickers. Yeah, he does. He eats spaghetti out of a Ziploc. That's his walk-around snack. <laughs> All right. Um, so those, yeah, okay. If you're interested, that's where you go. There are the links. I'm looking at them. Goose Creek Candle. And you can get candles that smell like Little Debbie. I just want to get, I want to browse those somehow and smell them. That's what I want. I want to, and then I'm going to make a list and then decide if I'm going to purchase. <laughs> and so among the other things that we will cover today, let me know, of all those flavors, Little Debbie cakes, which one is the one that you want in a scented candle? Text me on the Country Please and text line, Country Please and Sausage on Grocery store shelves all around the southeast. It is 885-3776. A 601 number, 885-3776. Call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. 995-1059. That's a number to call. 995-1059. I'd probably go with the oatmeal cream pie. That's that's Coach Saban's the the little Debbie deal that he eats all the time, according to reports. All right, over here on the live stream. Hey to y'all. We got folks commenting on YouTube and Facebook, tuning in over there on the live stream. Hey to you. So drop a comment, post it right there. I'll see it. It pops up right there on the Murray West live thread. Go to Murray West. Excuse me, easy for me to say. Go to MurrayWest.com. That's M-U-R-R-Y West.com. MurrayWest.com. Contract embroidery right here in the state of Mississippi, starting all the way back in 1996. They've been doing it at a very high level for a long time. Custom apparel, uh, big, humongous orders, medium-sized ones, whatever you need. You need your logo on something. That's where you send your stuff, and that's who you deal with. The good folks here in Mississippi at Murray West, and find them online at murraywest.com. Speaking of logos on stuff, check out the hoodie. I got a brand-new hoodie from the Mississippi State University Golf Course, they are at Hale State GC on social media. It's like, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's it's not super-duper thick long sleeve like a winter deal. It's, it's a little more thin, but it kind of has that ribbed material, almost like a set of long john underwear. So you talk about comfy, but it's a hoodie, and it has the interlocking MSU logo on it. Uh, and somebody was actually asking or mentioning that. It, here it is on the Murray West live thread. It's Aaron on Facebook who said that hoodie is awesome. And the hat as well. And I didn't realize it, but yeah, my hat is it's got the state script logo on it. I got that at the golf course at Mississippi State also. So, you know, go by there if you're in town. They've got these and other things in stock. Or you can just look them up. Uh, they do have an online store now, but you may want to call them. Um, Find them on social media at Hale State GC. It stands for golf course. That's the Mississippi State University golf course. Aaron spotted the hoodie right away. Sven comments. And he says, Well, I hope Coach Barbet watched a lot of tape and came up with the conclusion that we have to give the ball in Will Rogers' hands, put the ball in Will Rogers' hands, and light up the Tigers' secondary. Otherwise, we're going to have a long day. Yeah, uh, of course, Grambling could not stop uh, LSU's offense as that game went on. LSU put up 70-something points on them before it was all over. Um, 
So it was a big day offensively for LSU. But, you know, Grambling did throw the ball against them for some big plays, uh, especially early in the ball game. Um, and, of course, it, you know, Florida State did too. You know, the thought being that in two games, State has not thrown it much and they've run it a lot and that maybe – Maybe LSU will come in there with their ears pinned back, wanting to play the run, and maybe they get, maybe you have some opportunities to throw the ball. Uh, we we shall see. Steve on Facebook said, talking about a home game in all white. He said, "I never saw us in all white. Why did we do this? We did look good though." Yeah, I don't know. It's a rare thing. I like my I, one of my favorite uniforms. Frankly, if not the favorite that State wears is when they wear the all-white uniforms with the white helmets. It's just I wish the helmet didn't have the stripe down the middle. I, I do not like at all, anywhere for anybody, I do not like the looks of a single stripe right down the middle of the helmet. Hey, take that off. And so you take that off, then the all-white uniform is perfect, according to me. <laughs> just one man's opinion. Scott is in on the Murray West live thread. He's on Facebook. He says, Hail State from Florence, Alabama. I know right where that is, right up there on the Tennessee River. Northwest corner of Alabama, close to the Shoals area, not far from where I grew up as a kid in Russellville, Alabama. Scott says, Matt, what is the main area that we have to make sure is covered to get a win over LSU this weekend? Well, there are several keys. You know, it's hard to come up with just one. Um, you know, and on the offensive side of the ball, Scott, you know, I have a tendency to to lean towards establishing the run and running the ball offensively just because that's what apparently the offense wants to be after we watch them the first two weeks, right? And it's obviously what they've worked on at the first two weeks. But – at the same time, knowing, you know, you got to have some balance to win SEC games or at least have to have a threat of kind of threatening them in lots of different places across the field. You're going to have to throw it. You're going to have to throw it for some explosive plays if you want to beat a team like LSU. You just have to. That's all there is to it. And so, therefore, pass protection is a big thing. And protection is not just offensive linemen. It's also backs and tight ends are involved. So you can't have busts. And when you're playing a team like LSU with those kinds of athletes and a Perkins type of athlete who's phenomenal there at linebacker, depending on how they use and move him around, you're really going to have to focus on him in pass protection. So that, to me, not getting Will Rogers hit and forced into mistakes when you are throwing the football is a, is a huge key because, you know, if you can do that, now he's got a chance to make plays on the field, which I think you're going to have to have if you want to beat this team. And, uh, and then one more here on the Murray West live thread, and I'll jump back over to the text line. Micah on Facebook says, the best thing about our star crunch is the crunch. <laughs> and you can't get that out of a candle. I think that's a good point, Micah. Yeah, it's not the smell. That's not what it is. <laughs> good stuff. Um, all right. Tyga on the country pleasing text line. By the way, update. The homecoming queen went to the store and put in an order at Kroger, and I have not one but two brand-new packages of jalapeno and cheddar sausage from Country Pleasing in the fridge. Started in on one of them this morning. Tyga says, the scent 
of a burning charcoal grill would be a great candle. Oh, now you're on to something, Tyga. Hey, dadgummit, he's on to something. Candles that are less about wonderful smells and more about, I don't know, kind of taking you to another place. <laughs> like campfire candle. Really? I mean, look, that's the era that we're living in anyway. Less people are out in the woods building campfires nowadays. But we'll sit in our office and put a fire, a crackling fireplace up on the TV. <laughs> All right? Well, get you a campfire or fireplace candle to go along with that. Let's get the smell going, too. Beaver, do you see where he's going with this? Maybe people are doing that sort of thing, but I, I agree with it. What do you think? I mean, make us a candle that smells like a charcoal grill. <laughs> we'll call them man candles. Uh, maybe. Um, somebody said they would go with oatmeal cream pie. I'm with you. Somebody else said a candle that is strawberry shortcake. I mean, it would smell good, but it, it'd be kind of a sweet. It'd be almost too sweet. Beer Slayer texts the show, says, Matt, did you see where the LSU offensive lineman made the comment that MSU didn't have any star players on their team? And then in all caps, Beer Slayer says, no respect. I got no respect at all. <laughs> I always take my wife to the airport. She always finds her way home. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, look, Beer Slayer, I, you know, it's just talk. Most, if not all, of the trash talk out there or the bulletin board material out there goes away once you start playing. Um, ultimately, it just to me, it doesn't matter. I'm old enough now that I start to say things and think things that sound more like coaches every day. <laughs> coaches always say, ah, it doesn't matter. And that's what it's starting to sound like. But to entertain it a little bit with you, Beer Slayer, it may be sort of a peek inside the mindset. If LSU is not careful, they could underestimate a team like State who does have a few star players, whether they think they're stars or not. I mean, somebody might need to tell uh, not only some, some people at LSU, but other people around the country that, you know, just because game day doesn't do a segment highlighting you does not mean you're not a star player. Right? Um, and... I give you for an example, okay. Last year, there were there were actual analysts throughout the football season last year on television who I could have said to them some that cover the SEC full time, and I could have said to them, Beer Slayer, hey, who wears number thirteen for Mississippi State? They wouldn't know. They wouldn't have told you in a million years without looking it up. I could have asked you, you know, other questions and hinted around. But they're not talking about Emmanuel Forbes that much. But everybody in every NFL front office evaluating the draft knew everything about Emmanuel Forbes before the season began last year because those people are li living in reality. And you go in there and you take him in your top 15 picks of everybody in the country, and he's a starter day one and as a rookie at corner and making plays in week one. So – you know, that's the thing about it. You say, with no star players, they don't have many star players. 
So what? I mean, like, who cares? What What does that have to do with anything? Um, but to your point again, maybe it's a little bit of an insight of if you know if they underestimate a team like State, that's dangerous for LSU. Fletcher texts the show, country please and te- hey, let me, Fletcher. Before I read yours, I, I'm going to come back to the thing about star player and disrespect and bulletin board material. Did y'all see today what's all over social media with the Colorado State coach? Jay Norvell, the head coach at Colorado State, and I think he used to be the head coach at Nevada, did a really fine job there. They've always had high-flying offenses and stuff, and last year I think they only won like three games. But anyway, yeah, he's at Colorado State, and they host, I guess, or do they go to? Anyway, Colorado State versus Colorado Saturday night. And Jay Norvell, the Colorado State coach, appeared to take a little bit of a shot at Dion today because he went to an interview or, or a press conference this week or whatever it was and said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. And I think it's pointing at how Deion Sanders sits in there after a, you know post-game interviews, has his hat on, and it keeps his sunglasses on. <laughs> and it's sort of making the rounds. So here's what we know. You don't even really have to do anything for Dion and his team and his sons to play the disrespect card, much less go ahead and make it public. I guess Norvell probably thought, well, heck, what do I have to lose? All right, Fletcher, your text. Others coming up next when we come back here. Just getting started on this Thursday. Stick around. Crave your sports. It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. All right, back with you. I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team. Uh, Will commented. He's on YouTube on the Murray West live thread. He says, happy Thursday, Matt. Great film breakdown of Alabama and Texas. Looks like the Longhorn defense had Milrose seeing ghosts, and I think you're right, seeing some ghosts and had inside pass rush. Alabama's center and at least one of its guards on any given play kept getting whipped. And Milroe, I don't care how fast you are, you get a quarterback who keeps experiencing inside pass rush, it's hard to stand in there and do anything. Get really uncomfortable really quick. Will also said, yeah, we need to attack the LSU secondary. Not sure how we'll be able to run inside. And I guess we'll find out on Saturday. Melissa is on Facebook and says, that hoodie is sweet. Yep, got the new hoodie. See, with the interlocking MSU, got it from the Mississippi State University golf course. They have these, and it is some kind of comfortable, and it's my new favorite. It is my new favorite. It's also one of those two that's not too long. Like I don't wear anything tucked in very often, and it's not too long. It doesn't like hang down to my knees, so it's just right. Somebody else, Becky's likes the hoodie as well. Y'all head on out there. Got somebody got a birthday coming up. Look them up on social media at Hale State GC. 
and they'll communicate with you there. Give them a call, 325-3028. That's the number uh, over there. Julie does not like the white helmets. Making that fact clear here on the Murray West live thread. Go to murraywest.com. Contract embroidery company. Started in 1996 right here in Mississippi. They've grown and they're doing great, great things. Go check out some of the folks they work with. Go over to murraywest.com. That's M-U-R-R-Y. Murraywest.com. And scroll down to the bottom and you'll see what I'm talking about there. And then uh, Aaron on Facebook says, I really do believe that they wanted to be really conservative against Arizona because they are an air raid offense. I believe Will Rogers will air it out a lot more against LSU. All right. We will see. We shall see. We're getting closer and closer. <clears throat> All right. So over to the country pleasing text line. Fletcher, uh, your text from earlier. Here it says, uh, Matt, a serious XM host and former LSU Tiger on yesterday said, quote, turning on the tape, the Mississippi State O-line doesn't look very physical. Uh, they had problems moving 220-pound Arizona Edge rushers. What are your thoughts, Matt? Well, um, my thought, I wouldn't describe it that way. Um, yeah, I wouldn't describe it that way. I would... First of all, I you know I don't know if Arizona actually had many 220 pound edge rushers, <laughs> and and again Fletcher, I'm going on what you're saying there. If that's what was said, I if they had edge rushers who were 220 pounds, it would have been the occasional, you know, like a linebacker who's up there. And in most of those situations, I mean, you're treating them like a linebacker too, um, and it. You know, you look at State's run game in that game, it really wasn't about moving edge rushers and running like outside or wide zone anyway. There was a lot of inside yards, counter inside zone stuff. And so the running yards really came in the middle. And they did, you know, run the ball a good bit against them. It's just it was sort of situationally and other things, it was a little bit convoluted. But, okay, so Woody Marks, went for 123 yards rushing on 24 carries. His longest was 21, so he averaged over five yards a carry on those 24 carries. So, and you think about it this way too, Fletcher. The rest of everything was a little bit out of whack and the numbers were down. You only ran 56 offensive plays. Well, if you ran 56 offensive plays, 24 of those were carries by Woody Marks. Right? So... I mean, almost half of your offensive plays in that game against Arizona were handoffs to Woody Marks. Not quite, but almost half of your plays that you ran were handoffs to Woody Marks. And he averages five yards a carry and 124 yards. So you can't look at it that way and go, they had trouble moving 220-pound edge rushers. If someone said that, I'm sorry, and, and Fletcher, you're happy, you're welcome to go tell them I said it. That comes across to me as someone who, I'm not really sure they did watch the tape. They may know a lot about football, but they may be on the radio having to talk about it and really hadn't gone and watched them. and didn't pay that close attention <laughs> because that's not the, the analysis you would actually practically come away with having watched that game. 
And, okay, so Arizona had two sacks in the game, but again, the two sacks. One of those was an inside rush right over the center by a linebacker where the back is checking in the back left too early. And and then the linebacker comes, so it wasn't an edge thing. The other one I can't remember, but I think it was inside rush too. And there was one more time you had inside deal that flushed a quarterback and you got holding, and you had to hold him. And Okay, but that none of those were on the edge. So even in the pass game, you didn't have trouble really with the edge. So, Fletcher, going on your text, if indeed that's what you heard someone say, in defense of them, maybe they're on the radio and they have to talk about what they've seen on tape without actually having watched it. And that's kind of what it sounds like to me. And, and as far as the O-line being physical, again, I... They can absolutely be more physical. <laughs> they can. But it's like it's not like they haven't been. I mean, the first week they rushed for 300 yards, you know, as a team. And then, like you say, last week you don't run many plays, but the one thing you did do well was you got a five-yard average for your starting running back who had the ball all night long, and he goes well over 100 yards. And so, uh, you know, will they need to be more physical against LSU? Sure. Sure. But I don't know. My my opinion, I think there are lots of other things that you evaluate about State going in this game before that part of it, right? You Again, I mean, Fletcher, I am – if I were representing another team, let's say I'm in LSU's shoes and I'm representing another team and I'm watching those two games on tape – and trying to practically, I'm not going to build them up, I'm not going to tear them down, I'm just going to practically evaluate State as an opponent. The major things that come at you from an evaluation standpoint are, are all over the place before you ever get to whether or not the offensive line is physical and dealing with people on Arizona's edge. That wasn't even a part of that game. It's why did wideouts, not slot guys, but why did your wideouts, guys who line up on the numbers, get two touches one apiece in the entire ball game. Okay, there's your there's an evaluation. They only threw it 17 times. Why did they only run 56 offensive plays? You know, State went 3 of 11 on third down. State got five turnovers and only scored, what was it, 24 points in regulation and went it in overtime. Why, why, why that? <laughs> you know, um, they, my evaluation, I'm watching State, I would go, They continued in two games. They just continued to get really all the yards they wanted running inside. The occasional wide zone, lots of counter. But you didn't see option. You didn't see option pitches. A quarterback's not keeping a ball on zone read, so I don't know how much RPO you're getting. And in game one, you had a bunch of plays where the change of pace quarterback kept the ball, but in game two, he never kept the ball. So it's obviously he's reading stuff, and the other team gave him give reads, but – did you not want him to run it? Did you not call anything where he had to run it? Those evaluations. Defensively, State against Arizona, they get these turnovers. They do. They shut down the other team's run game. Any handoffs to any running backs went basically for nothing. They didn't get anything doing that. They shut that down. And then after they hit the one long pass, they started covering down the field and just making everything go underneath and playing bend, don't break. And it ultimately kind of worked for them. 
those are all things you evaluate about state, even if you're just being objective and you're third party and you're not, you don't know that much about it if you just watch the two games. Not the old line in physical. Like, I don't understand how you look at it and come away with that. Really. Only 35 year old Ed texts the show and says, they sell man smell candles at Cracker Barrel. What? What do you mean, man smell? Is that the brand or is that the scent? Because if that's the scent, I'm staying away from it. Tony texts the show and says the scent of burning corn dogs would sell out in Baton Rouge. <laughs> I mean, it's Thursday, y'all, and we just had our first corn dog joke. I'm proud we made it this far. I've always said I don't understand it. I get it. I've always heard the corn dog jokes. But I don't, I don't know where it comes from. And we are Thursday, and we finally got one. <laughs> That's great. Tim texts the show, and I'm going to start off with uh, this next. Tim texts the show and said, T-Bob Bear says that what State is trying to do on offense, they don't have the talent to do it. What do you say? I love T-Bob, too, now. That dude is a hoot. He is fun. Okay, so T-Bob said they don't have the talent to do it. Let's talk about that next when we come back. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. Back with you, I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team, your comments, your opinions. Otherwise, coming up uh, over here on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, the best made right here in Mississippi, Country Meat Packers, Highway 49, Florence. Look for the Red Hog. Go online, countrypleasing.com. Order some. You get a taste of it. You'll never, t- you'll never look back. I promise you. Uh, okay, so the text from Tim said that T. Bob Abear, who I really like by the way, says that state is trying to what state's trying to do on offense. They don't have the talent to do it. What do you say? Well, I'm going to give you an honest answer here. I mean, not that I would give you a, some other kind of dishonest one, but just kind of lay it out there. I think there's some truth in that. <laughs> now, and I don't, I don't even think saying that's really a shock. Um, I, again, I didn't hear the comment or hear any of the context, but but you're relaying it to me as him saying that what they're trying to do on offense, they don't have the talent to do it. Well, if if you're saying okay, this is a system that you know the talent isn't there right there to go win a national championship or whatever. Well, let me let me say, look, okay, just take take three areas for instance in the offense of what state's doing. All right, one, the obvious one, tight end. Okay, so, again, let's take the comments word for word. What they're trying to do on offense, the talent to do it. What are they trying to do? They're trying to run an offense that incorporates tight ends so that you have extra blockers in some ways. 
You maybe have matchups in certain ways that benefit you because tight ends are bigger than slot receivers, right? And that can be run game and pass game in personnel packages and goal line and all that. We're going to run the ball. So you know, we, they are trying to use tight ends. What do they have? They have one player on their team, one on the whole football team who is a career tight end, and he's the transfer from Georgia. He was not here during the spring. He couldn't practice in the spring. You didn't get to practice with him until the fall. Okay, the guy after him, uh, Ryland Goaty, is the big transfer from Georgia tight end. They hadn't thrown him a single pass in two games, by the way. All right, when he's not in the game or when there's two tight ends, you know who goes in right after him? A true freshman who played offensive tackle at Laurel High School last year. Malik Ellis, who's doing a heck of a job, by the way. He is a ball of energy, and he flies around and hits, and he's an athlete. I'm like, man, if you played that kid at tackle in high school, you had something. <laughs> but he's playing tight end, wearing number 98 for him, and doing a heck of a job. He's a true freshman. Didn't play tight end in high school. Okay, so the point is, what if they're trying to do an offense? Talent to do it. Well, let's put tight end right there. They, they still have recruited. Part of it is a big deal. That is a big deal why Spivey is ruled ineligible. It's a big deal for the team. He's certainly a guy you could target. So tight end is one. Here's another one. Think about this, Tim. You, again, you said the comment is what they're trying to do on offense. They don't have the talent to do it. They don't have a dual threat mobile quarterback. That We know that offense, that style of offense, has predominantly had success, not always, but predominantly had lots of success over the years at different schools. What are we talking about? You know, spread zone offense, um, 50-50 run balance offense with RPOs built into it, like everybody else runs, frankly. Well, what has everybody tried to get? Everybody has tried to get a great athlete who can absolutely fly at quarterback, who's always a threat of quarterback run, who can also throw it really well. If you get two, those two things, you, you're doing good. Well, they don't have that in Will Rogers. They got an air raid guy who stood in the pocket and threw it all over the field 60 times a game. Okay? And is not a runner and hasn't been a runner and ain't going to be a runner. That's why you've played and transferred in a guy who's fast, who they hadn't thrown a single pass attempt yet with Mike Wright. That's a... If you so the talent to run the offense you're wanting to run, if you had the true dual threat, you wouldn't be playing Mike Wright extra snaps. You wouldn't need to. That makes sense. And then you could also look at something like maybe even receiver. Now I will say, in the early part of the year, you've only had two games, so it's so early. So one play can be pretty glaring, you know. But if you hit that touchdown ball. In the first game, I know you're playing C-Law, but Justin Robinson, outside receiver, open on a skinny post up the field. He's wide open for a touchdown. You didn't hit him. You know, you hit that. He catches it, walks in the end zone. Everybody feels good, and it sort of even just changes the whole dynamic of what we're talking about and that sort of thing. But still, even receiver position in an offense like this, it is different, isn't it? It's different than the air raid. Now, they have the slot, and they have the running back, and they have the center for this offense. They do have that. And I think you do have the guards and Jones and LaSoya. But they've rotated tackles. 
haven't they? In two games, they've played those backup tackles a lot because they're big, long, and athletic and strong and huge upside at both of them. Both uh, Percy Lewis and Leon Bell have played a bunch. Well, they're not your two starters and not your two oldest. So when somebody looks at them to take away that, look, they're making an offensive transition and it's going to take them a little while to recruit to it, I think that's fair. If that's the context, I think that's fair. Which, let's let's take it one more honest step, okay? Which is why there is pressure on that offensive staff and therefore their head coach, because he's the one that made the decision, Zach Arnett, to relieve the previous staff of their duties, to sail the air raid off into the um, distance and to go back to a more run-heavy offense after installing the air raid, after coaching it, after recruiting to it, after releasing all your tight ends out of their scholarships and stuff like that, to now we're going to switch it back. That's why there is pressure because of that decision to figure out a way to not waste this year with all these seniors on both sides of the ball is because if it goes south and you have disaster, you don't win games, and you have a bad offense, and you don't figure it out and get it going offensively, then there will be criticism when it's all said and done to look back and go, that was kind of a remake of 2018 right there. Mullen had recruited to it. You had Fitz coming back with a number, you know, three first-rounders on defense, and you had a running quarterback in Fitzgerald who was a record-setter in the SEC. And all you had to do was build that same offense over again. If you change a few words, fine. But run that sucker again with that defense in 2018 and then recruit to your new offense. But Moorhead and staff came in and said, no, no, we're going to run what we ran at Penn State, and Nick Fitzgerald is going to throw it around the same way that kid at Penn State did. Bad, bad, bad decision. And you wouldn't say it was a wasted year. You did have three first-round draft picks. But you had a great defense you won eight games with. And with that roster and everything they had coming back, you should have been able to backpedal to eight wins. So all those things are true. That's the situation you're in. And that's why there are so many eyeballs looking at what's this offense going to do now. They just went out there and played the first four quarters against Arizona and didn't hit 300. So what are they going to do? That's just where we are. Uh, Tyga Texas show and says, so is State wearing all white on Saturday? No, I don't think so. That was talking about last week. I don't know what they're wearing this week. Anybody know? I don't have any idea what they're wearing. Um, Bulldog Blitz Texas show, and he said, T-Bob is spot on. He said, don't have the wide receiver talent or QB talent to do what they're trying to do when the wide receivers are surprisingly wide open downfield. Will misses them. Well, see, Blitz, look, you made that evaluation. Um, again, I think you brought that up yesterday. I can think of two examples in two day, games, two examples in two games where he had somebody open and missed them. One was on the post deep route in game one to Justin Robinson, and the other one was this past Saturday on the over route to Tulu, and he missed it. Now, if you've got other examples, let me know. Okay, and if what you're saying is, we need Will Rogers to hit 100, literally, not figuratively, 
Blitz, if you're saying you need Will Rogers to complete 100% of his throws for you to be happy, then guess what? He ain't the problem. You're the problem. Now, you and I are basically agreeing on this deal. But your evaluation of saying something and typing it up and sending it, typing it up and sending it saying, when they are surprisingly open downfield, Will misses them. If you've got more than those two examples, send them to me. And if, again, I know I'm putting words in your mouth, but if you're saying we need 100% completions out of him for me to be happy, then you're the problem because you ain't going to be happy. You're not going to pull for anybody and be happy. Tyler texts the show. He said that he's always been told that the corndog jokes come from the supposed fact that Cajuns smell like <laughs> carnies and that carnies smell like corndogs. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'll hang on to that. I just never did understand it, though. Because <laughs> I, I guess I hadn't spent enough time down there and I hadn't been to the carnival that much. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll get to some of your comments on the Murray West live thread on Facebook and YouTube and Jimmy and Larry and Mike and Daniel and Aaron and Sven and everybody when we come back start hour two right after this. Stick around. 